Well, hello, everybody. It is January 28th, 2024, and this is your Ticket to Rider podcast, the world's greatest and only podcast uh, that focuses on the Ryder Cup and other international competitions on a weekly basis. Uh, I'm Rich Poland. And this is Stacey Ham. And we are coming to you from rainy Portland. It's amazing. I mean, I heard, I was listening to, to a, one of my DC podcasts, Stacey, and it was 80 degrees in DC this week in January. Isn't that amazing? And I it, mean, Rich, it's 63 here today. It's yeah, it's it's uh, it's beautiful. I took a nice long walk outside yeah. with 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 a, with my dog Osmo. Yeah, it was beautiful, and that was degrees. and that was after snow and ice and and you know frigid temperatures. And you know Portland, for any of our like British listeners, I, I lived in Britain for a year, and the climate in in Portland over the summer is basically like the climate in in Central England. It's you know cold but not frigid and rainy. Yeah. And well, I mean, I try. Yeah, it's weird, right? I mean, I don't get it. It was cold. two weeks ago, snowy, icy, and now it's six degree and just rainy as heck. Yeah. Well, I'll and, and, and I tried to even go to the mountains this weekend, and I couldn't even go because it, there's a it's rainy. It's raining. It was raining. It's forty degrees and raining in the mountains. No, but man, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. So, uh, well, uh, it's supposed to turn bad again coming up later in the week so we'll we'll see oh it is bad meaning bad what bad there's more snow that might be coming at the end of the oh week, god so. i hope not um, I, well i hope it comes after i get back home on thursday well, i get i take the seven you're going well to, it's gonna be 68 degrees monday and tuesday in las vegas wow 68 degrees you're gonna you're gonna make it rain in vegas yeah well oh man i tell you i love going to these meetings because you know what i do i i make it rain right in my room i don't even look at anyone i go beeline it right to my room and i don't want to be caught at the bar I tell you what, I I have to say I don't mind putting like a five or ten dollar wager on a sporting event, but you know, sitting at a, at the slots or at a table, I just I can't do it. I have no interest in it. I have, I don't know how people do it. I, I mean, as soon as I hear the noise, the lights, I just want to run out of the place. So yeah, I, I usually don't. I, yeah, I don't do any of that. I made I made I, I you know I didn't feel very strongly you know we're 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 coming to you right after the football games we'll talk about those in a second but I only I didn't feel very strongly about either of the games this weekend so the only bet I made which was a whole ten dollars was on Zay Flowers of the Ravens to have over yeah. like forty five yards receiving he had a he had a lot right he had over a hundred but then he also fumbled and had a key taunting penalty. So, that was a terrible penalty. That really caught. Uh, I don't know if it cost them anything, but they, they were just not good today. Yeah, uncharacteristic of a team that's coached by this guy. I don't know. Yeah, uh, uncharacteristic of. Well, maybe it is characteristic of Lamar Jackson because he hasn't been very good in the playoffs. Uh, I know. Uh, but I feel yeah, bad for him. So, so the Chiefs going back, going back to the Super Bowl again. Uh, yeah, you, you know what? You, is Patrick Mahomes? Is is he now on the Mount Rushmore, Stacy? I mean, I would have to think so, right? I mean, he's twenty eight years old, and he just what record did he broke? He's the youngest guy to ever go to consecutive. I don't know. He's win so many championships. Let me look up what it is. Yeah, but you know, he's now won. The one thing that he couldn't say was that he he hadn't won playoff games on the road, and now he's won yeah. two straight playoff games on the road, including this. Yeah, including this game against the Ravens. The Ravens were statistically, okay, I think one. I think the fourth greatest team in NFL history. If you looked at their advanced statistics, their their DVOA, uh, 
I think they were fourth, the fourth greatest team in NFL history. They had a great offense. They had a store, historic defense and Mahomes, you know, yeah. In the second half, uh, the Ravens kind of shut him down a little bit, but in the first half, the chiefs carved him up. They carved him up. Yeah. And, Mahomes was and you great. would think that would never happen. Mahomes, Mahomes was amazing. Mahomes was great. And, and, yeah. and Lamar Jackson wasn't, I mean, he had a couple good throws to Zay flowers that made me 10 bucks, but, uh, it wasn't great. And then that second I mean, game, oh my gosh, Detroit's yeah. in control. They're up 24-7 at halftime. Their defense is playing well. Their offense is doing whatever they wanted. And somehow Kyle Shanahan made the adjustments. Dan Campbell he got burned it. by going for fourth downs. And the next thing you know, yeah. what, 27 consecutive points by by the 49ers. And, and, and they're all of a sudden up 10. And De- Detroit got a late touchdown, so they beat the spread. If you, if you took uh, Detroit with the points. But uh, San Francisco winds up winning by three, and they're going back. So we have a repeat of Super Bowl, what, 54, uh, the, Chiefs yeah. and the Chiefs and the 49ers. And the Niners. Well, Rich, look at this. So, uh, you know, they're doing these comparisons of Bob, of the, the kid, 28 years old. He's inching closer to the, the record pace of former New England odd Tom Brady. And then look at this. So if you compare him to Brady, real quick, I'll do a comparison. Mahomes, Super Bowl victories. Brady has three. Mahomes has two. Super Bowl MVPs, Brady two. Mahomes two. AFC champions, Brady three. Mahomes six. AFC championship, uh, AFC championship game, three and six. AFC championship, three. Mahomes, Brady has three. Mahomes has four. MVP awards, Mahomes has two. All pro, Mahomes has three. Brady has one. Isn't yeah, that crazy? I think I think you start the uh, the Mount Rushmore of all-time great quarterbacks and with with Brady and Mahomes now. You know, uh, yeah, and then I and mean, then these, who, these, rec- these records are amazing. Who you put third and fourth? I mean, you know, there are guys who are there are people who are Elway guys. Uh, there are people who are uh, Marino guys. There yeah. are Favre. I don't think Rogers. Favre, Favre threw too many interceptions, but Rogers, uh, you know, might might belong up there. I don't. How does Pey- Terry Bradshaw rate all these guys? Well, I think Terry Bradshaw was a great playoff quarterback, but I don't. I don't think. You know, for greatness, he was up there. I mean, it's hard for us because, you know, we're old enough to have seen all of these guys, but we didn't really see Bart Starr, Johnny Unitas, and, of course, you know, the old-time quarterbacks like Y.A. Tittle and Sammy Baugh. I mean, Sammy Baugh was amazing, but it was a different game. So I think you have to to look at the modern game. Uh, I don't know. I think people, you know, people say that Unitas – was as great as you know a quarterback as anybody in in, a, in an era where people ran more than they threw. Unitas was amazing. Uh, I have to say, I have to say, I'm I'm partial to Joe Montana. I think Joe Montana was amazing. Yeah, I think Joe Montana. He was simply amazing. Yeah, he couldn't be beat when he was in the Super Bowl. Hey, what about Jan Sinner? He goes up there and gives away the ah. Uh, you see that he no. gave away the trophy. Oh, really? To Kansas to Kansas City, Jan Sinner. Like Jan Sinner, one of the great. Field goal kickers of all time. Yeah, yeah, he gave the trophy away. He's, he's yeah. still, still alive. He's, he looks great. Really? Oh my god, guy, he looks Jan fantastic. Is was was like the Chiefs field goal kicker forever. And he was yeah. Fantastic. I mean, he looks amazing. Oh, that's seriously, good. he looks amazing. Good for the uh, yeah, the owners, uh, the the new owner, his daughter couldn't take her eye off Ryan Stinner. Really? Uh, there you <laughs> yeah. go. Yeah, I mean, Jan Silver Fox. Um, Silver Fox. Silver Fox. Well, for for my team, your team, 
now has Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, we hired offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. He brought him with him from uh, Michigan. Michigan. And then it looks like David Shaw is going to be, maybe David Shaw might be the, uh, the offensive, offensive coordinator. Wow, that would be a great with Pep hire. Johnson. And they might hire Pep Johnson, who, who um, the kid said he was the best. He said he helped him so much through his, through his, um, his rookie year. And then they might bring over the guy from uh, Philadelphia, one of the offensive coordinators that Philadelphia, used to be at Philadelphia for a while. So they might have all these guys on the team. Yeah, I was reading about it today. Is, is, the, uh, yeah. is the new coach at Michigan, is that going to be the offensive coordinator who won all those games when Harbaugh got suspended? Yeah, Probably they, Sharon, yeah Sharon. they wanted him to come over. Sharon, they, he wanted Sharon to come over to be the um, coordinator, uh, coordinator, but offensive coordinator, but he, he wanted to take the job at Michigan. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, because Detroit makes- lost, I think that means that that my commanders are going to have their head coach pretty soon. I think they clearly ben Johnson. went Ben Johnson. Yeah. And now that Ben Johnson's lost, I think by by this time next week, we'll probably have a head coach. It'll be I, Ben Johnson. I'm 90%, unless there's a contractual snag, because everybody else hired their coaches. The only The only teams left that don't have a coach are Seattle and Washington. Yeah. Who's Seattle going to hire? Dan Quinn? Know, Dan Quinn or Mike Vrabel, maybe. Um, but They're I, really going to have Mike Vrabel? Mike Vrabel's a good coach. Mike yeah, Vrabel's I mean, a good coach. But I, th- I think they'll probably hire Dan Quinn, but uh, Quinn, yeah. he's actually interviewed with Washington a couple times now. But uh, You know, I think Mike Vrabel would be – I think they need a little edge up there. They need a tough guy. He might be the guy to bring a little toughness to him, right? Yeah. They need to go to court. Hey, did you see that? Uh, this is all speculation, right? The, the two, this, these are all, there's so many fake news stories. Did you see that that Tua might get traded? That the Denver wanted Tua? It's not and then traded. What, he, Mike, he, Mike, why do people make all these fake stories? It's, click, it's clickbait. 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 Well, I guess I'm bait. I'm, I guess I'm like, I click on the bait. But then, do you see that story that says that they're going to make all this wild trade where uh, Chicago is going to trade? Jaden Daniels is what, I guess they're going to try to get Dak Prescott over to um, Chicago. It's not. Dallas wants to take Jaden, Jaden, the Daniels kid, Jaden Daniels. I mean, how does this all work? There's no way this would all work out. It's clickbait. I never, I I don't, I don't ever click on that stuff. I wind up clicking on stupid stuff like they used to, like, you know, they used to be a Hollywood star and now they work nine to five in Oregon. I click on that. Yeah, yeah, stuff. yeah. Or, you you want to go to the diner to see them? Or babes of the of the nineties. Look what they look like now. Yeah. Uh Tanya Harding fighting. Tanya Harding. But but you know, the thing is, you know, I'm about to stop why do I subscribe to this Apple news? Like I pay for it in this thing and the news is all fake. I think I'm gonna stop. It, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't get Apple News. And I have a beef with them too. I, I I I see I received so many charges for Apple. I don't even know. No wonder they have trillions of dollars. You ever notice? You ever look at your bill from the state? And the state there's so many charges from Apple. This music, oh, that yeah. music, and I, I mean that's how they're so they're they have Tim. Uh, what's the cook guy's name? He's got so many boys and husbands. I don't know what's going on there. But okay, Rich. But anyways, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad our teams. I think our teams are rounded in the form. The, you know, charges are going to be pretty good. This guy hires good people. Jim Harbaugh, because he's an old guy. He doesn't know when he's much, so he just hires good people. And then your guy, you're going to get Ben Johnson. I think it's going to be good, and you're going to get a good quarterback. You're not going to take the North Carolina kid and say, "Well, it sounds like you guys are not going that route." Hey, did you did you see the funniest thing on 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 X this week on Twitter? So oh, you know wow. how some so so I've been fooled before by the by the yeah. fake site PGA Tour yeah. T U O R, 
and you've been fooled before by the fake yeah. site. Bruce uh, Kepka, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so they they had a tweet that said uh, about Adrian Moronk. So Adrian Moronk is the latest live defector, the the Polish golfer who got snubbed for the Ryder Cup. I don't know if it was because he got snubbed for the Ryder Cup and he was pissed, but you know, all of a sudden he was supposed to be this week at uh, the Farmers Insurance in Torrey Pines, pulled out and joined Live, and apparently he's going to join the John Rahm team. Good riddance. You know, it's not like anybody outside of Poland really cares about Adrian Rahm. Yeah, no but but uh, there's a there was a <laughs> on the on PGA Tour there was a tweet that said something. I'm paraphrasing. Justin Thomas was asked about the defection of 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 uh of adrian Morag, and he said it's like if patrick reed lost 10 pounds nobody would notice <laughs> and, and and uh dp tour uh professional uh spaniard pablo larazabal uh who's won a couple he's a good golfer he's won a couple tournaments yeah he's a pretty didn't, good golfer didn't know that it was a fake fake account and got really mad <laughs> And said, "How dare oh, Justin say that? Adrian Moronk is a world-class ball striker, and and he will be a real credit to the Live Tour." He actually got mad, and all the you know people were just like, "Ah, uh, uh, you just been you've been uh, had just, April Fools yeah. there, Mr. Lorenzo." Isn't that amazing? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, well, our boy won on the DP Tour this week. Adrian Moronk joined live this week and the rumor he's going to be on the ROM. He's going to be in John Rom's team. I think he's going to be on the ROM team. Um, and then the rumors are Terrell Hatton is going to be the next. Uh, on John Rom's team. I don't know why Terrell Hatton should have his own team, right? He's a top 20 player in the world. He's a lot better than Martin yeah. Heimer. You would think he get his own team, but how many teams can you have? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's and, the problem. How many teams can you shotgun? And there's apparently, you know, I saw something today saying to expect a major announcement from the PGA Tour by the end of the week. So, you know, oh, they, wow. they've, been, okay. they've been meeting with, you know, with the Saudis and, uh, you know, they have this deadline coming up, I think now at the end of March, but uh, it's, I saw something was imminent, but there was also, you know, there's so much fake news, Live Golf Insider, which is just an awful site. That that guy is, you know, whoever it is, is homophobic, misogynistic, anti-Semitic, racist. Uh, but it, he said, oh, Victor Hovland's the next one. But I did see something where someone from the Norwegian Golf Federation had talked to Victor Hovland. He said the rumors weren't true. So. Oh, okay. Well, they would have to pay him. He would probably make more than John Rahm at this point, I think, right? I mean, he's a hotter play. Probably not as much. No, as probably not not as much. But uh, but he still made three, four hundred million. Victor Hovland, least, Victor Hovland lives in Stillwater. You know, I don't think Victor Hovland cares about money, and I think Victor Hovland actually likes playing golf. Yeah, yeah, he's just playing it. Well, I also have the one thing before we move on to the the, 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 the thing. I saw these pictures. I saw Taylor Swift on the field. She's not that. She's not a very attractive looking girl. I disagree. Did you see that tonight? I disagree. I think Taylor Swift. I mean, the hair. What's going on with the hair? It's like, it's just a, I, I like Taylor Swift. I think she's good looking in some pictures, but tonight, that wasn't. she wasn't very good looking pretty tonight. I, that's just my opinion. I don't know what's going on there. Maybe her hair got blown through the uh, the Baltimore. Uh, maybe she got scared, freaked out when she went through Baltimore to get to the stadium. I'm sure they put blinders on her when she they drive to a bad area of Baltimore. Probably, right? I, I, I'm sure that... Uh... <laughs> That uh, Taylor Swift it is would not be caught dead in uh, in downtown Baltimore. Yeah, absolutely. 
You ever, hung, you ever hang out in Baltimore? Yeah, yeah. I used to, I used to go to, you know, for years. I'm a big baseball fan, and for years, Washington didn't have a team, and we'd go up to Baltimore. The inner harbor of Baltimore is beautiful. We it's used to go beautiful to there. We used to go to Memorial Stadium, the old stadium before they built Camden Yards, and that was in a neighborhood uh, that was, you know, very almost residential. Uh, Did they tear that down? I bet they've torn it down. But Camden, okay. Camden Yards, that whole area. They have the football stadium there. They have the baseball stadium. They have a little Italy. They have an aquarium. They have a science museum. Yeah, I used to take the kids there when, when they were little and we lived in D.C. Um, you know, but I, I never went to, I've never been to Hopkins, which is apparently in a bad neighborhood. Uh, yeah. I, I, I've had, I guess, still a very good friend who was from Baltimore, and we would go up there and go to Orioles games, and, and I'd stay with him. Uh, you never went searching for the wire, the neighborhood of the wire, where it was filmed. Uh, no, I, I didn't go looking for Prop Joe or, or <laughs> Avon Barksdale. Um, yeah. okay, anyway, so the PGA Tour did something I thought that was really smart this week. Instead of playing this tournament, the Torrey Pines, the Farmers um, uh, Insurance Open, Thursday to Sunday, like they normally would, and then forcing a Sunday finish that nobody would watch because of these football games. They held this tournament Wednesday to Saturday. And, I love it. And Saturday, unless you were, you know, if you were a sports fan, there's no other sports except for some college basketball games. Uh, so they could play this tournament and, you know, get, get viewership. And I don't, I don't, you know, you were, you were off at meetings, but I watched the entire final round on Saturday. The downside was, you know, during the week work week, I didn't see much of the first three rounds, but yeah. uh, it was, you know, nice. I was working all weekend doing doing some of my consulting work. Uh, oh, oh, we're gonna have a new sponsor soon, Stacy. Oh, we are. Yep. You know what the uh, so uh, for, no for gen, huh? What's that? No Stimmergen. So I decided to finally publish my novel. Well, one of my novels. Oh, I've written, I've written love three it. novels, and one is kind of mostly finished. But uh, I decided I'm going to publish one of my novels, so I'm going to self-publish it. And as soon as I get it close to being self-published, the the novel will uh, they'll uh, they will sponsor us. Okay, that's right. awesome. So, so for anyone out there, the novel I'm going to publish is called Millicent to Gronfeld Rice, and it's a novel about a grunge group, a grunge band, a no talent grunge band that uh, produces a song that every time they play it in concert, somebody in the audience dies. And uh, I'll, I'll explain more as we get closer to publication. But, oh, uh, I love it. But uh, anyway, uh, so we'll, that'll, be, that'll be our next sponsor. Well, maybe we'll have a sponsor before then, now that Stimmergen, yeah. now that Brian Greenleaf, our friend, is no longer working at Stimmergen. Um, maybe he can do a trade at crypto.com or something. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he can get a new business going. Anyway, uh, so the Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines, I tell you what, if you're Luke Donald, you had to be happy about this tournament. This was a tournament dominated by the Europeans, wasn't it? Yeah. All, all basically from start to finish, the Europeans were in control of this tournament. And really the three guys battling out for the, for the, for the championship all week were uh, Steven Jaeger of Germany, Nicholas Hoygaard of Denmark, and Mathieu Pavon of france and matthew pavon became the first frenchman ever to win on the pga tour uh wow. with really an amazing shot 
on 18. Really, one, one of the more amazing shots that you're ever going to see. Uh, 18 is a great hole. But the water there, I mean, that's Tiger's hole, right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, Matthew Pavan. You, know, you want to know the most ironic thing about Matthew Pavan winning this tournament? So, uh, I think people know that the DP Tour, at the end of the DP Tour, the four highest finishers in the DP Tour who don't have PGA Tour cards get a PGA Tour card. So at the end of the year, both Nicholas and Rasmus Hoygaard were in position to get their, their PGA Tour cards. And Matthew Pavon yeah. birdied the last four holes of, of the DP Tour Championship to pass Rasmus Hoygaard. Rasmus Hoygaard, yeah. Uh, to pass Rasmus uh, Hoygaard. And... Uh, He's not a young guy either, right? 31 years old. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's not a young guy, but, uh, I mean, yeah, professional wins. Yeah. anyway, uh, I thought that that's kind of ironic. The first Frenchman to win on the PGA tour. Interesting. I mean, you think about French golfers, there are not a lot of them, right? No. Well, I mean, there's been Gregory Avray and Avray, John, yeah. John Vandeveld and, that's right. Uh, but no, yeah. I mean, uh, not a lot of them. Yeah, Victor Dubuisson. The 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 closest was Victor, Victor Dubuisson, Dubuisson was yeah. runner up in the match play. Uh, That's right, was yeah. runner up in the match play before he made the Ryder Cup. Amazing. I mean, France is not a big country, but well, yeah. it's, it's not. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, they had the uh, they had the he, they had the uh, uh, you know Ryder Cup obviously there, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I think France is uh, you know kind of glory days in golf were long ago. Uh, but Who are the other one? Anton Rosner, is he French? Anton, Anton Rosner is another one, yeah. yeah. Victor Perez, is he French or no? He's, yes, Victor right? Perez, Victor Perez is French as well, yeah. So maybe, maybe yeah. a little renaissance well, of French golf. Oh, yeah, yeah. Little, by, by the way, I didn't say it before. Our, our special uh, kind of topic tonight is going to be uh, Anthony Kim. There are rumors that Anthony AK, AK, AK is coming back. So we're going to talk about Anthony Kim in the Ryder Cup and the President's Cup. Okay, the big buckle belt buckle AK. Love it. The Oklahoma belt buckle guy. I yeah, always thought he was right. Oklahoma State, but he was Oklahoma. He's a Sooner, not, not he was a Cowboy. Oklahoma. He's a Sooner. Yeah, not, he was a Sooner, not yeah. a Cowboy. Anyway, uh, so Matthew Pavon, so in this tournament, so uh, Stephen Yeager uh, was leading most of the way. Uh, but on Sunday, uh, he kind of fell back. And uh, Matthew Pavon played really well and he, you know, had, I think, a two-shot lead coming into 16. Uh, Tony Finau had come out of the pack, but then he stumbled late, as Tony Finau sometimes does. Xander Schauffele hit the ball great, but couldn't putt to save his life. And uh, uh, Matthew Pavon winds up bogeying 17. Yeah. He has a two-shot lead after after a, uh, 16 is a 230-yard par three. Very difficult hole. Yeah. Matthew Pavon then, you know, shows some nerves, uh, bogey 17, and comes to the par 5 18th. He's got a one-shot lead over uh, Nate Lashley and Jake Knapp, who both played well on Sunday. Lashley shot 67 and Knapp shot 69. Wow. Uh, and uh, uh, what's that? Uh, Nikolai Hoygaard and Nikolai Hoygaard. 
Well, Nikolai Hoygaard plays the hole brilliantly, and he has about maybe a 45-foot eagle putt. Matthew Pavan hits it into the, the edge of the kind of the upper uh, edge of the bunker, uh, right, at, right at the lip of the bunker, so he can't go, you know, he can't uh, advance it very far for his, on this par five. And, okay. his, and his layup is in deep rough. So he's like oh, wow. 170, 180 yards away in deep rough. And Dottie Pepper's there, and Dottie Pepper's like, I can't see the ball. This is impossible. And he's going over water. And he hacks the ball out, swings as hard as you're ever going to see someone swing, and it lands, it lands in the middle of the green and then trundles towards the hole to about nine feet. So the he's Ken is always on the left side of the green right by the water, right? Yeah. So That's he's funny. got about a nine or ten foot putt off of this miraculous shot for birdie. Hoygaard, who's down wow. two uh, or down one at this, uh, at this point, has an eagle putt. And he makes a really good putt, but he misses it. So he has a tap-in birdie, and he ties Pavon. And Pavon now has this 9-10 foot putt to win the tournament. And, you know, he nails it, Stacy, right in the center. Okay. No doubt. Wow, I wish I would have, I have to go back and look at it. I didn't see it, but man. So, I mean, he's a good golfer. You know, we follow these guys. He's always on the DP Tour. So, so he has, Matthew Pavon has this tattoo. Did you see his tattoo on his hand? No. No, it okay. Say? He has this tattoo on his on his uh, on his right hand that says the saliva that flows today will lead to the tears of joy tomorrow. Wow. I mean, is that's a weird quote, that and, he, and he attributed today. and he attributed it to a Harvard library, and I'm like oh, sitting. You here know the saying, library? No, I don't know it. But then I'm like, isn't this just a mistranslation? Shouldn't it be the sweat that flows today will lead to the yeah. tears of joy tomorrow? But apparently, it's the saliva. What a weird quote! He has is, it, he has I thought it, it was sweat and tears. Yeah, he has it tattooed on his hand. It's they weird. get it mixed up. The That's Harvard weird. Library, or no, did they get mixed I mean, up? The guy who no, did the tattoo. Uh, apparently, it's correct, but but wow. they, it's got to be a, it's got to be a, a translation error. Because what does saliva have to do with tears of joy? I, tears. I don't know. Yeah. Other well, than let me the, think about it. So other I, than they're both liquid. Yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. You better so, take that money and get a new tattoo, and you know. Yeah, he can get it. He can get it. So, so I mean, Rich, this tournament usually has a bunch of good players. I mean, there's some good players here, but well, it wasn't an elevated event. It was an elevated event last year yeah. when Max Homa won. We got that wrong last week, uh, but like the week, the year before, I think it was Luke List who won. You know, it wasn't it wasn't an elevated event. Uh, okay. So there were some good players in this tournament. I mean, just top tens. Nikolai Hoygaard's a, a Ryder Cupper. Uh, uh, Tony Finau finished tie six, you know, and uh, Lucas Oberg tied ninth with Xander Shuffle. Those are Ryder Cuppers. Uh, Hideki sure. Matsuyama tied 13th. Uh, Max Homa tied 13th. Will Zalatoris, nice to see him play well. My man Daniel Berger sure. missed the cut. Uh, Shane Lowry had a, do you see his double eagle? Yeah. Shane Lowry I double eagle. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. Finishes tied 25th. Um, let's see. Here's including. Uh, Pearson Cootie had a good Cootie. week. His brother didn't. Keegan yeah. Bradley tied 43rd. Uh, I think Robert McIntyre missed the cut. So, you know, it, Patrick Cantley uh, has not been playing well. It tied 56th. Uh, wow. Sahith Tagala tied 64th. Harris English tied 64th. 
Uh, Francisco oh, Molinari oh, tied seventy sure. third. Um, you know, those are those are your uh, Sunday M. Mark Howell is no good either. Yeah, Sunday. Well, he he came back on Sunday. Sunday M missed the cut. Christian Bazudenhoit missed the cut. Uh, Gary Woodland yeah. back from his brain surgery. Colin Morikawa missed the cut. Shot sixty seven, then seventy five to miss the cut. Um, Daniel Berger missed the cut. Uh, Victor Perez, another Frenchman we talked about. Billy Horschel. Jason Day, former champion there. Those guys all Grant Snedeker is back, huh? Yeah, Grant Snedeker's back from his uh, from his injuries. So it was a good field. Good field. Not, but next week's at the AT&T Pebble Beach, and that is an it's an elevated event, event, right? That is an yeah. elevated event. Yeah, and then and then the elevated event, and then Phoenix, which I don't think is an elevated event this year. Uh, Phoenix does it differently. They're the week of the Super Bowl, but they just you know yeah. make sure they finish early. They finish early, all right, for the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's going to be in Vegas this year. Las Vegas, Las Vegas. Oh, boy. You got the two teams, the 49ers. I like teams with different colors, by the way. We got two teams that you don't even know who the freaking uh, – the colors are almost the same, right? Uh, that's right. Well, the Chiefs are, are red. Red and gold and red and Well, the 49ers red. Are, are a lighter red than the Chiefs, and they have the gold. And the Chiefs are, are mostly red and white. But uh, – well, we'll figure. Well, it out. it's going to be interesting, but I tell you, yeah, that this will be the next. next I'm excited about the Pebble Beach AT and T because I love that place and I love the tournament, and I'm glad it's eligible. So let me ask you this: Are is it still the big pro am? Oh, yeah. And they still when they and make it's it an elevated event, event, huh? I wonder if they have elevated celebrities instead of like you know, uh, you know, if if like they uh, they don't let you know second rate you know uh, businessmen come in, they get. Justin Timberlake. Well, he usually plays. Yeah. Justin Timberlake. Tom Brady will probably play, I'm sure. Tom Brady. And yeah, maybe they have elevate, elevated celebrities too. Well, the DP tour. Chris, my belly is Berman. Yeah. Chris, my big belly Berman will oh, probably God, be I playing. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, all right. Well, the yeah. DP tour was in was in the Emirates for the Razal Kamai Championship. And it was a Danish one-two. Thorbjorn Olesen ran away with this one, Stacy. Amazing. He he beat him by six strokes. Yeah, six stroke uh, victory. He shot sixty two on Friday wow. to open a big lead. Sixty three on Saturday, and then sixty seven on Sunday to beat Rasmus Hoygaard by six strokes. Uh, a Frenchman, Frederick Lacroix, was third, followed by Maximilian Kiefer. Uh, Ryder Cup hopefuls Yannick Paul uh, tied fourth, and. Let's see. Alex Fitzpatrick tied 16th, but not. You know, they've been having really great fields over in in Dubai, oh. but this is more of a normal field. But I tell you what, I you know I think I think we in the states sometimes look down on the DP World Tour, but I think I mean, so. But look at look at look at this week, man. You know, uh, Matthew know. Pavon uh, and Nikolai Hoygaard are fresh off the DP World Tour, and it's and not, then Rasmus Hoygaard. Went second and his brother, and then the Thorben Olsen. I mean, they got some good players with coming up. These good, young guys, they have good players, and they have good players. Yep. yep. I mean, are they? Rich, I think. I mean, our players are getting older. Justin Thomas, Jordan Speed. I mean, I don't want to say there has been, but those guys are getting a little older. So our newer guys, the Cooties and all these other guys, have to play well, yeah, or else well, we, got, we could be skunked by them. You know, there was there was uh, Nick Dunlop, our winner last week. Uh, yeah, Michael yeah. Thor Bjornsson is now number one in the in the P, in the PGAU. I'm I'm a big believer in Michael Thor Bjornsson. You have Gordon Sargent, 
who I, I believe yeah. is starting his pro career because he's no longer in the PGA U rankings. La last year, Lucas Oberg was first and Gordon Sargent was second. Uh, so what's Gordon Sargent going to play on the... Uh, maybe he's on the Corn Ferry. Because he oh, didn't, corn ferry, he didn't okay. finish first, he might have to start on the Corn Ferry. Oh, okay. I mean, those guys, are, we're going to really need those guys. Because, yeah. I mean, this team, I mean, a lot of these European guys don't go to college. You know, they go right, they start playing real young. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the yep. future with our team. Um, so I mean, we're gonna have a lot of different faces on the next on the next Ryder Cup. One would assume, right? You know, uh, I think I think you can assume that uh, Will Zalatoris. We'll we'll see in the Presidents Cup. I think Will Zalatoris, Sagith Tagala, uh, Ashe Batia, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then these other young guys have an excellent chance to take the places of of some of these older guys, especially the ones who don't seem to care. I mean, if 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 the if the rumors are correct and and they're and the Xander Shoffleys and Patrick Cantlay seemed to be, you know, reluctant to play without getting paid. Uh, you know, maybe maybe they should stay home. I I agree. Maybe they should not be considered. Yeah, you know, if they don't make it, we though, shouldn't consider. It's surprising though, because Xander Schauffele was so, you know, seemed so uh, joyous when he won the Olympics, and he didn't get any money for it. Yeah, that. he got a gold medal. I mean, that's you know, unique, right? Yeah, what happened there? Yeah, and it's the same. It's the same, right? It's very similar. You, but you're playing for a team. You're not playing individual. You're playing for a team when you go to the Ryder Cup. I think you. I, I don't know. I mean, is he gonna? He's obviously gonna play. Is he gonna even make the Olympics this year, though? Xander Shoffley? Well, it's, yeah, it's I don't be, think. So. Well, he's gonna be close. It's top four. Defending champions? Do they always get to go back or no? No, no, no. Because okay. I don't think Justin Rose played the last time. Is he? He was out of oh. form. And it was three years Who ago. Who are the top four in you? So I think I think Scotty Scheffler would definitely yep. be number one. It looks like Mac, I think Max Homa. Probably two. Okay. But I think Xander Shoffley is is probably three, in terms of oh, okay. current U.S. players, and then four might be Cantlay. Okay, so they if they keep playing the four, he'll get to go back and defend. And I don't know. Jordan Spieth's always said no before. They're not, gonna, no. they're not going to take any, they're not going to take any live players. So yeah. yeah, I mean that those might be the guys. Well, what do you mean? Uh, John Rahm will make it right from Spain, right? Well, yeah, because he'll still be high enough in the world rankings, I think, you know, Thank and, you, yeah. but, you know, that'll be a thing because the live players aren't going to be in world rankings that, you know, they oh, presumably right. will yeah. be excluded uh, unless they get world rankings points. When do they make the final decision for the Olympics? It's a summer know. Olympics, so it's July, right? It's yeah. June or July? Uh, yeah, no, I think it's, is it, yeah, is it August or September? Usually the Olympics are a little later. In the fall, okay. In the fall. Wow. It'll be, it'll be fun. It'll be very interesting. All right. Well, uh, the last uh, big tournament for the weekend was the Drive-On Championship on the LPGA Tour. And that came down to two of our favorites, Lydia Ko and Nelly Korda. I mean, it's amazing. Lydia Ko, I mean, I was just looking at her record, Rich. It's amazing how, I mean, she's been on the tour how long? Not, has she been out there 10 years yet? But it's just amazing how good she is. I mean, last year, week she won her 20th tournament so you have to how many how many be eligible for the world rank the 21 or 20 she won 20 last week so she's already her 20th was last week right uh her 19th so was, she was going for the 20th which puts her in the hall of fame oh and, okay and she shot a 69 on sunday and was uh she had been down four strokes to nelly corda coming into sunday nelly corda was up i think 
three stro strokes on Megan Kang and four strokes on Lydia Ko coming into Sunday, or maybe four strokes on both of them. And Lydia Ko came from behind, passed Nelly Korda, uh, shot, got an eagle on 17 and had a three shot lead in the clubhouse. Nelly Korda's down three strokes with two strokes to play. Eagles par five seventeenth, And then I guess she was the first birdie of the day on 18. And so they go to wow. a playoff and on the second playoff hall, unfortunately, Lydia Ko three putts from like 10 feet and Nelly Korda wins uh, for, I think this wow. is her ninth. Well, her, I think this is her ninth yeah. championship. And she had been number one wow. in the world. I think, she, you know, she was injured and, and I think she, she lost her standing as number one in the world, but uh, that's a harbinger of a, of a, you know, kind of a bounce back year for Nelly Korda. I hope her sister's okay too. So I think Hey, Rich, I was just reading. It looks like this is Lydia Ko comes close to her 21st LPGA Hall of Fame. Yeah. yeah, so those she was going for her 21st win. She, her last week was her 20th win. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And 20 she's, wins yeah, she's already. not old. There's, the LPGA. Well, she started playing in 2015. That's when she turned pro. So she's nine years. She's 2024, nine years. She's only 26 years old. And Nelly Korda's only 25. She's only 25 wow. years old. And Lexi Thompson's still she, in her. She's like 30, right? Lexi Thompson? Yeah, like, I think so. Uh, she's but like none later. of those girls are close to 20 wins, are they? No, uh, you said uh, Nelly was it her ninth win. I think it's her ninth win. But, wow. Uh, yeah. I mean, but there's so many young stars on the LPGA tour. I mean, yeah. Rook Henderson's still young, and and the Swedes are young, and you know, it's a, yeah. uh, tour's in a good spot. All right. Well, uh, let's go over the Presidents Cup standings. So uh, the President's Cup standings were influenced on the U.S. side more than the international side by uh, uh, Tory Pines, uh, by good performances by Xander Schauffele and Tony Finau. So on the U.S. side, the top six who would be automatic qualifiers are Scotty Scheffler, Chris Kirk, uh, Colin Morikawa, Max Homa, Xander Schauffele up one spot, and Eric Cole hangs in there in sixth. And then it's Wyndham Clark, Sagith Tagala, Brian Harmon, Patrick Cantlay, Jordan Spieth, and JT Poston are 7 to 12. And then you get the guys right out of qualifying position. You have Keegan Bradley, 13th, then Lucas Glover, Sam Burns, Ricky Fowler, Tony Fino up three spots to 17, Adam Shank, Taylor Moore, Denny McCarthy, uh, Ashti Batia, Russell Henley, uh, Bo Hostler uh, had a good performance. He went up four spots. Harris English and Kurt Kitayama still nowhere to be seen for uh, Justin Thomas, but he's only played one tournament this year and, and played very well. On the international side, not a lot of change. The top six, uh, Tom Kim, Jason Day, Sanjay M, Ryan Fox, Emiliano Grio, and Minwoo Lee, followed by Ben Ahn, Corey Connors, Cam Davis, Adam Hadwin, who'd moved up six spots, Siwoo Kim, and Adam Scott. And then Hideki Matsuyama is actually out of the top 12 right now. He's 13th. Um, followed by Nick Taylor, Christian Bazudenhoit, Adam Svensson, Mackenzie Hughes, Tristan Lawrence, uh, Rio Hitsatune, Lucas Hibbert, who I think has gone to live, K.H. Lee, uh, Eric Von Royen, um, and uh, Taylor Pendrith should move up this week because he played pretty well uh, at Torrey Pines, and I don't, think, I don't think Torrey Pines is reflected yet in the international team standings. Uh, they seem to be behind a couple days every week. So uh, the Canadians have... You know, they have two in the top 12 right now, but Nick Taylor, Adam Svensson, and Mackenzie Hughes are all in the top 17. So uh, still looking for this, uh, for the uh, Canadian contingent at Montreal to be 
maybe three or four uh, golfers, most that they've ever had. Wow. Well, it's going to be a good president about in Toronto, right? In Montreal. Oh, Montreal. Montreal. Okay. So our uh, our topic tonight is Anthony Kim. So, Stacy, tell me your recollections of, of Anthony Kim. Oh, my God. Anthony Kim was supposed to be the next coming, I mean, the next coming to Tiger Woods, right? He was a hot shot, uh, good junior, good amateur golfer, bust on the scene, just, just kid, just fancy, flamboyant, with a big bug, buckles that just scored low and was just aggressive golfer. Aggressive, yeah. And just won, and he won. And his personality is amazing, yeah. yeah. Chris, just personality is amazing. And he kind of, you know. What, for the, for, state, for, what we needed, right? What the PGA Tour needed at the time. Right, because, you know, you know, Tiger, for all of his greatness, you know, was never really a good interview. It was a great, aggressive golfer. But, you know, Tiger doesn't have the most sparkling, especially those days. He didn't have the he's, I think his personality is kind of evolved over the years, right? And, you know, Phil Mickelson, you know, kind of comes off sometimes as phony, you know, kind of yep. superior, a little, little arrogant, but Anthony yep. Kim was just, he, he was fun. He was fun. fun. And he kind of burst upon the scene for the casual golfer at the 2008 Ryder cup at Valhalla. So the U S came to Valhalla having lost three straight Ryder cups, which meant they had lost, you know, two in Europe. Well, we know that they haven't won in Europe for a long time, but they had lost the uh, 2004 Ryder Cup as well. So they came on a three match losing streak and uh, came in with a team of six rookies and no Tiger. Tiger was injured. So they had six rookies on the team. Anthony Kim was the youngest at 23. You know who was the oldest rookie on that team? Uh, 41 years old, rookie. Uh, let's see. I don't know. Future Ryder Cup captain. Future Ryder Cup captain. Uh, let me, let me, not, I don't know. Steve Stricker. Steve Stricker. Oh, Steve Stricker. Steve Stricker's oh. a rookie oh. at 21. And uh, at the time, uh, he's, at the time, Kim is 23 years old. He's already up to world number 10, you know, with impressive performances, you know, in majors already, you know, won a couple tournaments. And, if you remember when when we when we started going to the Ryder Cup, well, maybe at Medina, Phil Mickelson took Keegan Bradley under his wing when Keegan Bradley was young. Well, that the first time Phil Mickelson kind of took someone under his wing was Anthony Kim at the 2008 Ryder Cup at Valhalla, and Phil Mickelson went out and played uh, three sessions with Anthony Kim. So they go out Friday morning, and they have Kim and Mickelson have with Harrington. And, uh, and Robert Carlson of Sweden. But the U.S. wins the session three to one. Friday afternoon, they play uh, Patrick Harrington, Patrick Harrington and Graham McDowell. Good team, right? Beat them two up. Yeah, good team. Yeah. U.S. wins that session two and a half to one and a half, so they take a, a good lead into, into Saturday. Saturday morning, however, they do lose. Uh, Stenson and Oliver Wilson beat Mickelson and Kim two and one, and the Europeans win the session two and a half to one and a half and pull back to seven, five. The afternoon session, Kim and Mickelson sit and the sessions halved. So the U.S. takes a nine, 
seven lead into Sunday. So do you, do you remember what happened with Anthony Kim on Sunday? They put him out first. He's yeah, he dusted Sergio, and he dusts Sergio Garcia, who at the time yeah. was you know was a top five golfer in the world, and you know one of the leaders of the European team. So uh, he beats Sergio Garcia, uh, uh, five and four, and the U.S. easily wins Sunday, seven and a half to four and a half. Uh, to win the Ryder Cup, 16 and a half to an 11, to an 11 and a half. And Anthony Kim kind of steals the show. It's kind, he was kind of like, remember Tom Kim in the President's Cup last year, just infectious personality. And he might not have gotten the most points for the US, but he was kind of the most noteworthy. Uh, he got the most accolades on the team. He really brings excitement to golf. He really did bring excitement to golf. And I loved it. I loved it about him. You know, the guy hasn't played in a long time, though, Rich. So, I mean, so, last win was it 2012 or whatever, yeah. or tournament? Well, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, last time he played was 2012. So in 2010, he's, he doesn't have as good of a year, but he's still number 23 in the world and is 10th in the standings for the President's Cup team. And, and of course, he gets picked for the President's Cup, or 22nd in the world, gets picked for the President's Cup team, which was played at Harding Park in San Francisco. And so on, so the president's cup has, you know, more sessions. So he goes out Thursday with Phil Mickelson and defeats Tim Clark and Mike Weir three and two, and the U S wins the session by one. And then for some reason, I, I didn't see who the captain was, but for some reason, then they, they, they split them up. They split up Mickelson and Kim and he played on Friday, uh, with Jim Furyk, uh, which doesn't make much sense because Jim Furyk's so calm. Uh, it doesn't, that, that partnership doesn't, it wouldn't make sense to me. But anyway, they lose to Ernie Els and Mike Weir, uh, two up in a session that's halved. So he doesn't play Saturday morning. Uh, the U.S. wins the session and goes up 10 to 7 and then plays with Furyk again on Saturday afternoon and they defeat uh, Adam Scott and Angel Cabrera. Did she? Angel Cabrera was like winning some tournament in, in Argentina this weekend. Oh, seriously? I thought he was in jail. No, like he got out of jail. He did. Got wow. out of jail. That was fast. So, he must have paid a lot of money, huh? Yeah. So the U.S. Yeah. the U.S. was up twelve and a half, nine and a half going into Sunday, and this time they put Kim in the anchor position, number four position. You know, one of the most important positions going out there, and he boat raced uh, Robert Allenby five and three. Uh, en route to a 19 and a half to 14 and a half victory. So we talk about Anthony wow. Kim because soon thereafter, I think in 2012, he just, he had injuries and he was supposed to be out yeah. for, he had an Achilles injury. He was supposed to be out. He was supposed to be out for like eight months and he disappeared. And the next thing you heard was that he had taken out this like $20 million insurance policy and, you know, he was just going to take the money and never play again. And there would be sightings of Anthony Kim, but it, it almost became like Howard Hughes, right? Almost like a recluse. Well, yeah, over yeah. the last couple of weeks, you started to see uh, uh, videos of him hitting on the range. Right. I mean, he's 38 years old. And reported he's 40. He's 38. I think he's 40. Oh, is he 40? Oh, yeah. But, but he was supposedly in negotiations for live. Uh, and I That's gotta right. say, I don't, I don't watch a lot of live, 
but I might have watched a little bit just to see what he could do to see if he had anything left. Yeah. But apparently now he's in negotiate or he may come back to the PGA tour, but he'd probably have to have somebody underwrite him because he doesn't want to pay back $20 million. But well, anyway, they said there's despite a $10 million catch, but I don't know the $10 million catch. I don't know. Maybe I don't maybe, know if that he maybe has to pay half of it back or something. Maybe he invested well and made a lot of money. I don't know. But the, Max Homa had a funny tweet. He said, Anthony Kim is considering coming back to golf. So the PGA Tour could say, please come back and play golf. Or the Live Tour could say, please come back and play golf, but we'll give you $500 million. And he's still going to pick the PGA Tour. I thought that was funny. <laughs> That's from Max. Well, look, so Rich, I'm reading right here. It says there's one hiccup. So um, we need to be dealt with. His, the, he, I guess he had an estimated $10 million insurance policy that he took out on himself. So it's $10 million. So did he get the, he, so he got the $10 million. Well, maybe he didn't spend it all. I mean, he probably bought a lot of belts, but hopefully he saved some of the money. But if he goes to live, then he'll probably, it won't matter. They'll probably live, give him the $10 million yeah, right up. The $10 million. But no, I, I've heard that's fallen through and, and the question is whether he'll be on the PGA tour and that'd be exciting. I, 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 I think, you know, I don't know about casual golf fans, but I think that that golf nerds will be really excited to see if Anthony Kim has anything, has anything left. And we all still remember Valhalla and the excitement uh, of Anthony Kim. So I wonder how much he, he must have been, he must play a lot. But you get those insurance policies, can you go out and really, you can't play for competitively, but gotta, you can pay, play at the club. Play at the club. Well, there were reports saying play. that he wasn't playing very much and, you know, from his yeah, friends. Yeah, what the hell is he doing? He was young. He was young. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was like how many? That's twelve years ago. The 12, guy was really young. Yeah. Tw uh, yeah, twelve years ago now. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, well, hopefully, hopefully, yeah. we'll be seeing Anthony Kim back on a golf course soon. I think. I think you know, I can't hurt, right? Even if he's not great, it can't hurt. Yeah, uh, I I can't wait. I hope he comes back. You know, if he needs to take the, if he needs twenty million dollars, he better go to live to get that money yeah. to pay back. But if he doesn't need any money, come back to the PJ Tour. Well, we'll be back with you next week uh, after after the AT and T. Yeah, it's going to be a good one next week, and it'll be very interesting to see if there's any big uh, uh, revelations between the PJ Tour and the Live Tour that come out in the next week. It'll be interesting to see if Ty Hatton uh, joins the Live Tour, as as has been rumored. Uh, He's somebody I really couldn't care less about. So, you know, good riddance. I couldn't either. But why would Ty Hatton? Ty Hatton's not going to go join, join John Romsey unless he just wants to make a bunch of money by winning. But I don't see him going, being second fiddle to anyone, right? I wouldn't think so either. But, I mean, he seems to – I mean, he's such a red ass. Why would he want to yeah. – maybe, maybe he wants to join a tour where it just doesn't matter for him anymore. I don't know. Maybe he's yeah. getting an ulcer. Yeah, maybe, maybe he's getting ulcers. And he doesn't want to get ulcers yeah, he's anymore. Got something, he's All got right. something going on. I don't know what's happening. So uh, – I'm going to, I'm going to take us out. Uh, this, uh, uh, female singer from the seventies passed away at the age of 76 this week. And I remember my parents had very few rock and roll albums, but they did have an album of, uh, this woman who, who, who went by the name of Melanie. Uh, and, uh, you know, she had a, she had a couple hits in the seventies, but this song, uh, kind of had a renaissance with the movie Boogie Nights. You, you saw Boogie Nights. Boogie yeah. Nights, yes. Good you had to see Boogie Nights. So, so yeah. one of the main characters in that movie uh, was Heather Graham playing the role of Roller Girl. And this was the song 
that uh, uh, I believe was put in the movie uh, in relation to Heather Graham's Roller Girl. It is a fantastic little rock and roll song full of energy. And we pay tribute to Melanie, who passed away this week, with I've got a brand new pair of roller skates. You've got a brand new key. Sorry. We'll see you next week, everybody. Good, good night, everyone. Have a great week.